Did someone say, show me the funny? It doesn't matter now. Here come Cliff and Kendall. I love it. Kendall, don't worry. Hey, it was just a, it was just a ghost poop, Kendall. You know how I told you I thought I had to poop right before the show? Well, I, oh I, yeah. I sat down and swear to God, I thought, well, I here, all right, here we go. And then I got up and it was nothing there. I know the feeling well. That's all right. I got a snack and ate it while you were in there. You got. <laughs> oh, that's what all that is all over your face. I was. Wondering, but then I thought, do I have time to stop and think of all the possibilities of what all those things, those schmears no. on your face could possibly be? And I could, I thought, nah, I'm not even going to worry about it. We just uh, don't have the time. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, no time for that. But we're telling some <laughs> ghost stories this week. Aren't you excited? So excited. We've been talking about it for weeks. Talking about it for weeks. People have been demanding it, or possibly maybe you mentioned it once slightly in passing, and it felt like people were demanding it. And so, you know, why not? Why not do it again? More ghost stories. We're here at the store. Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Churns, Butter, Churn, Potter, and Butter, Fizzy 111. Back from those, what exhilarating weeks in Antarctica and Australia. I just, whoa, such fun. Now, you, of course, spent a lot of the travel time in Mr. Snodbottom's vaudeville trunk because of your you, you lost your passport. Yeah, that was on the way to uh, Antarctica. Now, on the way back, somebody, somebody in this booth with me had the brilliant idea that I could just do what the Muppets did and just get in a cargo box and be flown back to the Falkland Islands, and they just dropped me right in the river. And... I gotta say, speaking of exhilarating, Cliff, it was exhilarating falling through the air in that cargo box, but uh, it worked. I made it. Now I bet you before before you got on the plane, because of course we had these, you know, great cruise ship cabin. I didn't want to give that up because you you know if you, you didn't notice because you were in the vaudeville trunk the, on the way over, but there were just these twenty four yeah. hour buffets upstairs. You could just go eat all you could. It occurs to me now what we should have done on the boat is I should have come back down to the vaudeville trunk and you and I could have switched places, you know, like parent trap style and nobody would have even noticed. You know, the crew wouldn't have known if it was me or you who was coming. Sorry, I didn't think of that I feel like now. that was... I feel like that was one of the things on the the list that I had given you on reasons for you to get in the trunk or reasons for me not to get in the trunk. I, you know, you handed me that list and I thought it was just like a list of grievances that, and so I just threw it away because I knew you would want to start over the new year in a new way and on a positive note. So sorry about that. Sorry I didn't realize that. But I'm glad that you got back and that it was exhilarating to you. I bet you had a bowel attack in mid-air did you not when you dropped oh i had several before i dropped out and then i had one in mid-air yeah so there was there was a lot going on in that box told you told you Let's so say that. i knew that that would happen that was my one worry but well it's lucky i fell in the water because then i could just rinse off before i had to greet it's anybody. true it's true it's sort of a metaphorical baptism if you will god oh i've been baptized <coughs> baptized kindle I feel the light of the ghost story episode. Now, this is ghost <laughs> stories coming in the second half. Feels like we've been on the air for 18 hours, but we have not. We have only just begun to host. But we're going to do a little ghost-related mini countdown of some great ghosts in the first yes, half. In the first quarter of the football game. <laughs> In the first inning or whatever. So I did get that reference, Cliff. Yeah, but there's no 
Beetlejuice and there's no Slimer. I feel like that's just too easy. That would just be like a foregone, like, well, all right, when are they coming Well, they're up? the honorary... They're the honorary kings at the top anyway. The, so we just we yeah. went ahead and put them at the top. They're, they're at the, yeah, exactly. So we don't even need to know. It just that's just a waste of time mentioning them because obviously. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree. More. Exactly. Correct. So. <laughs> so moving right along, it's time to do the countdown. Do you have a space coin, Cliff? Because I don't. You know, last week you flipped the coin. I don't. I don't have one this week. Oh. I didn't have one last week either. I just faked the flip because I. Oh, you know, I figured that. I admitted it at the end of the show. I admitted it. I fessed up. Oh, that's right. You did. You did. It's a great 1996. Okay. We we'll just use this countdown. Last All right, week. Cliff. Heads or tails? Heads or tails? Give us some heads. Tails. Oh, shirt. Uh, go first. All right, Cliff. So, what is this? The countdown of six, right? Countdown of six. You and me times three. Six, all right. Six, six, six. Yep. That's right, Cliff. Number six on the countdown of ghosts. Uh Cliff, that is nearly headless. Nick. Nearly. Whoa. He wasn't fully headless. He had a a little piece hanging on. Oh, Kendall. What brings him to the exalted position of number six? On the countdown. Don't you love nearly headless Nick? Well, it's not about uh, my love for him. It's about your explanation. I love more. Uh, of, <laughs> of why he's on. Well, I, d- I don't disagree. But I just, and I know uh, our okay. listeners out there, are, some of them are thinking, but Kendall, why? You know how some people are. They just won't let you do anything without being well, a bitch about it. Expecto. Cliff, I know it's going to be tough to, uh, to explain something that seems so common sense, but I'll try. Here we go. So, Nearly Headless Nick is just one of my favorite characters, uh, one of my favorite ghosts, especially from the Harry Potter series, because I just think he was just so funny and such a great comic relief. They'd come around and he just tilt his head to, hello, what a little piece hanging on. I just, what? <laughs> what a ghost, what a ghost, what a ghost, what a mighty fine ghost, mighty, mighty, mighty fine ghost tipping his head. I love it, Kendall. I love it. Love it. Need I say more? You could, but why bother? So, let's... But why bother? Let's go ahead. I don't know if number five can compete with someone who tips their head as so often... We'll see. As he does. Kendall! Oh, my God. God? Oh, I hope you're ready, Kendall, for a lesson, for a history lesson. (laughs) this ghost i want to see if you can guess where they're from i'm going to give you some quotes from where they're from okay okay all right the plays the thing get thee to a nunnery any clue got any guesses get thee to a nunnery yeah uh that was that's from our show, isn't it? Uh, no, that was getting lead to a bakery. No, Kendall. <laughs> All right, no, here's another one. See if you can get it on this one. To be or not to be? That is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Is that Hamlet? Oh. Uh-huh. Hamlet, and everybody knows one of the great ghosts is. The- did he really say "get thee to a nunnery"? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he did. He said it to one of the some girl. I forget her name. Oh, not Ophelia, because I think Ophelia was his mother. But anyway, Kendall it sounds like Spamalot. Spamalot. Yes. Kendall, no, Hamlet. Hamlet's father. He was <laughs> dead to begin with, and he came back and he tipped old ham off to what was really going on with his uncle and his mother and why he was dead and that's what makes him one of the great ghosts out in history Kendall that's just he's one of the most famous ghosts and now if our listeners are ever on Jeopardy they're going to be more well equipped to answer questions about Hamlet's dead father we're here to help well um See, Cliff, I didn't want to give any spoilers away like you did. Mm. Like, just right there out in the open, Hamlet's dead. 
Hamlet's not Spoiler dead, alert. his father's dead, and he is dead, I mean, his father's dead. <laughs> at the beginning of the play, I'm pretty sure. I know, well, spo- hey, some of us haven't read it, so spoiler. we don't know that yet. Oh, uh, sorry, let me give you a spoiler alert about this new movie coming out. <laughs> it starts with the credits. Oops. <laughs> oh, spoiler! Next, you're going to tell people, Marley is dead as well. Oh, Liv- Bob Marley's. He's living, if you ask me. Rock on. <laughs> Rock on. <laughs> Oh, boys, are you in here talking about rock and roll? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, not, not really. We're talking about ghosts. Ghosts? It's a ghost oh, kind of show. Goodness. Oh, no, Mrs. Potter, but a butter churn. What is, oh, that's a, is that a butter churn that you got there with you? Oh, yeah, I'm so glad you noticed. This is a wonderful new thing I found at the antique store. It's an old, old, very old antique. Butter churn, isn't it marvelous? Oh, I love it. We saw it over in the corner of the store. And the antique seller, he he looked very suspicious when we wanted to purchase it. And he had some weird stories, didn't he, girl? Oh, my. Oh, yes, dear. Lots of weird things he was saying about it, but I told him it really churned my butter. Oh. So I just had to have it. Well, that's funny. But what weird things what what do you what's weird about a butter churn didn't old yeah olden times people just Lead churned it right many think that this old butter churn is haunted dear. Oh, <laughs> like an old spirit's connected to it it's just hogwash oh, of course dear. nonsense sugar lump <laughs> of course oh. that could never happen <laughs> a haunted butter churn oh no <laughs> yes, <dear. laughs> don't be ridiculous but yeah i thought i might make some butter for for our event tonight for telling the ghost stories. Now, of course, I can't use the antique butter churn because I don't want to ruin it. Right. But I'm going to make it in my old regular butter churn over there, dear. But oh. we'll have some butter for the event. Oh, that's good. Maybe are we going to put it on, like, some popcorn? Or... Oh, that's a wonderful idea. We, we'll pop some popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Maybe get... Crock pot. Maybe she can crock. She can she can crock some corn. For oh, us. you know, she has just she was just working on a new design for a popcorn popper crock pot oh. that had like holes in it, and you could like put your kernels in it. You should try it Let's out. Let's try that out tonight. Oh, what a fun, what night. wonderful idea! I think that's great. That, this is like an old timey fun night. Oh, sugar love. Like we used to. Let's have. go set up that antique butter churn at the front of the store so all of our customers can see it tomorrow. Oh. Yes, dear, it might draw in customers. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, let's go put the... Oh, uh, Charles, dear, could you help us move this car? Oh, yeah. uh, how, what, what will they think of a haunted butter churn? How stupid. <laughs> what will they think of next? That's what I was thinking. Oh. When I, I was wondering that same thing. What will they think of next? But what also... I've learned to avoid things like that, yes. Let's avoid most things. That's just good advice. But no, what is next on the ghost countdown, Kendall? Where are we? Next on the countdown, let's see, we had six and five. This would be number four. Cliff number four. I know you're going to agree with me on this one. We'll see. It's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love. It feels like Christmas. I'm sorry to bring in Christmas into this, Cliff, but <laughs> the ghost of Christmas present, he's one of our favorites. Oh, he's very fat, just like you and I. Yeah, come in and know him better. And just jolly as hell. Yeah, come in and know him better, man. Yeah. He's like Bob Marley. He's like, come in and know me better, man. <laughs> Don't you love him? And I, I would love for him to show up any day of the year and have a huge buffet in my living room for me to enjoy. Well, he may not, Kendall, but maybe one of his thousands of brothers and sisters will come and see us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Millions of him came before him, so of course, there's millions to, to go around. Millions to go around, Kendall. I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's what I like to hear when there are um, cakes and candies. Millions <laughs> to go around. All right, Kendall, I've got number three for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you, Let's do it. It feels like we're just making huge headway through this countdown. Well, you know, it's the first half. Well, here we go, Kendall. <laughs> number three. Here's, uh, I'll give you a hint. 
Whoa, my love, my darling, I've hungered for your touch. Got it, yeah. I think I do, Cliff. Is that from Ghost? Was that, um, um, what was um, his name? Uh, Patrick Swayze. Sam Wheat. Sam, yes. Sam Wheat. Ditto, Kendall. Ditto. Yes, Sam Patrick Swayze. He had to warn a poor (laughs) short-haired Demi Moore that who but their friend Carl, uh uh-oh, was the one who did the computer codes and got that one guy to do the thing, killed him. But luckily, who do you have on his side? Psychic Odeme Brown. And together yep. they formed what I like to think of as a dream team. And they got him successfully over, spoiler alert, to the other side. <laughs> and, well, and, and Cliff, yes. I also loved about that movie that it, it taught, it had, you, there's always time for crafts, that, to learn a new craft. And they had time to learn how to do pottery right there in the middle of the movie. Well, she was a potter. She was basically Crockpot. That's probably where Crockpot got the idea. <laughs> I bet that's her favorite movie, Ghost. She sort of has Demi Moore's haircut from that movie right now. So maybe this whole, yeah. this, I'm seeing a lot of connections. You know, <laughs> a lot of connections. All getting connected. Oh, where did they put that butter churn? Did they set it up? I thought it was up there on the counter on the re- by the register oh i did too that but that's where they left it a second ago it's not there all right I don't know, maybe maybe that we they moved it probably while i was telling some engaging anecdote yeah i was i was pretty engaged in your story ditto um, cl- oh ditto wait did something move over there did something just move oh oh i don't know i just saw charles and and mrs potter but a bunch of and mr stomp on go that way I don't know. Keep your eyes open, Kendall. Keep your eyes peeled. Okay. I, I think all this talk about ghost stories has gotten me a little on the edge. Yeah, we got to take some time away from talking about terrifying ghosts like Patrick Swayze and ghosts. We've got to let's do what? What is it? The thing? Oh, let's let's play a little game called fill in the blank. The what? The blank. The blank. Let's do it. Let. us do it. All right. All right, Cliff. Some, a bug went down my throat or something. All right, Cliff. Accept who you are unless you're a blank. And technically, it's a blank blank. An asshole. <laughs> no, Cliff. A serial killer. That was Ellen DeGeneres said that. Kendall. It may be that we have all lived before and died, and this is blank. Uh, hell. Hell, you damn hell right, Kendall. That was A.L. <laughs> Prusik. Uh, hell. 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 One cannot think well, love well, sleep well, if one has not blanked well. Snacked well. Oh, Cliff, you were so close. Dined oh. well. But you got the right idea. That was old Virginia Woolf. Oh, Jenny, we knew it. So we're so alike in so many ways. Who's afraid? <laughs> Who's afraid of her anyway, Kendall? Poisons pain you. Rivers are damp. Acid stains you. And drugs cause cramp. Guns aren't lawful. Nooses give. Gas smells awful. You might as well blank. Live. Live. Damn it. That was Dorothy Parker. Old Dorothy Parker. Dorothy. Dorothy. Cliff, I can, I can resist everything except blank. Bro, bread. No, temptation. Oh, that was shit. Oscar Wilde. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Kendall, finally for me. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was blank. Satan. No, could it be Satan? <laughs> no, it could not be. It was death. And that was just uh, old close enough. <laughs> Revelation 6-8. Oh, Revelation. Well, Cliff, I have one more for you, too. About Lay it on me. This is Groucho Mark said this one. 
Please accept my resignation. I don't want to belong to any club that will accept me as a blank. As a member. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me the hit with number two of this ghostly countdown. Now, I don't know if you. Oh, will. sorry. I was. That wasn't even me ringing that bell. What happened? What? I thought that was a, a draft, or like a wind over here from somebody. It's not the booth. The door's closed. Oh, I got. So, I've gotten so used to just hearing the bell go off. I thought. I thought it was you. Me too. I, well, first when it went off, I thought uh, maybe it was the alarm clock. And the alarm goes off at one, and you've been up in the morning, and you think you'll never make it on time. And I started started thinking of the Save. Saved by the Bell theme song. Oh my god, something just hit the mic and like knocked it all over the place. What the uh, hell was that? It, was it not your fat? No, my fat's way over here. Oh. No, it isn't over there and over there, but not but, over there. But it is over there, though. But it's all not right. close to the mic. Anyway, Kendall, I think I think that was your fat. Probably. <sighs> right. Probably you've even, you know, you've burned out the nerve endings on your fat. You don't even feel <laughs> well, it anymore. All right, I'll give you that. But, you gotta um, give me that, Kendall. Gotta give me that. All right, number two. Please, I need to tell you number two. Please. Cliff, I don't please know. Please, tell me. <gasps> I don't know if you will agree with me or not, but I will stand by this. At the end of time, this is no the best ghost no. in the world, and that is the Hatbox Ghost from the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> tell us more, Kendall. Tell us more. Well, I will tell you more about this one, Cliff. The Haunted Mansion, when it first opened back in the 60s, they had the Hatbox Ghost, and it was this ghost that... His head would disappear and it would show up in this hat box that he was carrying. And it would like disappear from the hat box and go back to the head. But they hadn't quite got all the technology figured out back then. And they they didn't take into account all the light that was spilling over from the show. So they yanked him early on. And people for years were like, the hat box ghost was the best. And a lot of people were like, this never happened. He wasn't really there. But there were pictures of him that surfaced like early on. And Disney finally came out and confirmed that there was, in fact, Hatbox Ghost. And they have since put him in the ride, and he is amazing. It's great. And it's my favorite character in the Haunted Mansion. So, there you he go. gets the top spot of the ghost countdown for me. For you, what a fabulous number two. I told you I'd stand by it. I didn't. Did I say don't stand by this? No. <laughs> I heard a whole song. Don't stand by this. <laughs> don't stand by this. Please don't stand by this. No, Kendall. <laughs> See, it happened. I didn't know. Wrong. Mandela effect. Disproven. <laughs> Debunked. All right, Kendall. No. Well. <laughs> well, <laughs> these ghosts, they had a cabin boy. I was that boy. I never took the treasure because oh. they would have found me. They know we're here. They know who we are. And I'm talking about the pirate ghosts from Garfield's Halloween <laughs> Adventure. Made my mind up. Come on, Odie, let's blow this joint. You want to come too? Uh, where'd he go? Ooh, they're so scary. They came back from the dead because they signed a contract written in what but blood, stating as much that they would come back a hundred years later on Halloween night to. You know, even as ghosts, you're like, well, damn, I got all this booty buried. I gotta dig it up. Even if there is a house on top of it and there's a dog and a cat also dressed like pirates in the house. But it's not going to stop them. Kendall, you know, I think they got the stuff on their ghost ship. But Garfield noted they got the candy, candy, candy. So everything worked out okay. But what scary, terrifying ghosts to terrify young children in the 80s 
were those pirate ghosts. Do you? I stand by this, Kendall. I stand by it. And I stand by it too. But I think that's an excellent choice for number one because I was going to say whenever those pirates are around, you know that candy, candy, candy is not <laughs> far behind. Candy, candy. Oh. All right. Well, what a great ghost countdown. That was just too fantastic. Beetlejuice Ooh, and Slimer would approve. So would the v- was his name Vigo, the scourge of Moldavia for the for, for yes Vigo <laughs> in the painting he would oh. approve. So would the, Marley wait, and the, Marley. What? Yes. Cliff, the booth door just opened on its own. Did your oh. pat push that open? No, I thought you reached over. I, I was I closed my eyes because I was enjoying my singing voice as I was singing that track from Muppet Christmas Carol. But I thought, I thought you about a better turn was coming in at first. No, look, it's just hanging open. It's just us. They're, none of them. They're all in the stock room. They're not even out here on the sales floor like we are. Oh, this Cliff, this is getting creepy. This is getting creepy. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, the butter churn is back on the counter up there. <gasps> oh my God! Now, I know they have not been back in here. I know it now. Suddenly, and we both saw it. Gone. Suddenly, now there, but gone. Bags. 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 <laughs> gone. Sardines! No, can we've got to get to the bottom of this. It's making us randomly shout noises off references, and it's not going well. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll be right back after this. Alright. Chin up. Things might get better. In the meantime, prepare for more Cliff and Kendall. Doug Masters, raised on an airbase, born to fly. Doug, it's your dad. He's been shot down. You know he ain't got a chance. Chappie Sinclair, the only man who can help Doug save his father's life. The Americans must die. The rescue the government can't risk, they will. They picked us up on radar. Too late for them now. Louis Gossett Jr., Jason Gibrick, Iron Eagle, rated PG-13. Starts Friday at a theater near you. And? We're back. It's Cliff and Kindle time. There's a yodel in the air yet. There ain't nobody there. It must be a ghost. A yodeling ghost. It's a sentimental call yet. There's no one there at all. It must be a ghost. The yodeling ghost. It all began when a Swiss was shown the door by a miss he told her he would haunt her he disappeared in the snows and every villager knows he yodels and yodels and yodels and yodels to taunt her welcome back welcome back it's time for some ghost stories oh cliff yeah. The scariest thing happened when I went to the bathroom. Uh-huh. Somebody saw yourself in the mirror. That no, that was that happened later. Uh. But something whispered in my ear. It said, "Run!" Like I oh. heard, like clear as day in my ear. Somebody say that. Huh. That is weird. Were you? Did you have your ear pods in? No. Maybe they said no. Low battery instead, and you mistook it for run. I'm not a complete idiot, Cliff. You're not a, an idiot. Oh, complete idiot. I said. Well, you know, well, you know, well, no, nobody said that. Nobody said you're a complete idiot. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. No, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Oh, goodness. Oh, I'm sorry to intrude, dear. Now, now, I know that both of you wanted a roaring fire to be made right here in the middle of the of the shop, dear. But yeah. I told Charles to stop building it, dear, because I'm afraid that oh. would be a really big fire hazard. Oh, so. I'd hate to think what might catch on fire if we lit a big fire here in the store. Oh, oh. Yes, of course, Daffodil. So instead, we're having Funky and Opie. They're making these wonderful cardboard cutouts of flames, dear. And we can have a little fake fire that we can sit around for the ghost stories. Oh, well. Okay. Okay. That sounds sounds, uh, half as good, but we'll uh, we'll work with what we got. 
Oh, there's the spirit, dear. There it is. All right, Zuckerlum, let's go finish these cardboard flames with the children. Oh, yes, dear. Oh, and I think I'll turn the heat all the way up, dear, so I don't feel like we're in front of a spark. Oh, excellent. Oh, I don't, maybe. Oh, 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 there she is. She's over at the thermostat. Oh, no, it's not going to go any further to the that direction. Okay. Oh, Cliff, did, do we set that fan in here? Ooh, I already, it already feels hotter to me. Kendall, you know we don't have any fans. But, you know, I was thinking the other day, not about female genitalia, but just about genitalia in general. General genitalia. And not only because I was watching Sex in the City. And just, I was thinking, well, I'm not having near enough sex. These women are doing it all <laughs> the time. And I have not had it 40 times this week, and therefore it just I just felt very inadequate. Oh, Cliff, you know, times are different now than they were then. This was pre-COVID days. Those days <laughs> are gone. Also, we are significantly older than the Sex and the City ladies were in the early seasons, just in case you were wondering. Need not mention it, but we're also fatter. We're also... <laughs> Much fatter than any clear. television character that comes to mind, except for maybe Newman. <laughs> At his fattest. Oh, that's why we're on the air instead. <laughs> on the air. On the, oh, on the air. Oh, are they asking us to come? Are they waving us out with those flames, or are they trying to wave them dry from all the orange Oh, are you paint? guys ready? You ready for some ghost stories? Cliff, are you ready? Mm. Do you have your ghost stories ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be, Kendall. I'm as ready as I'll ever be, ever be, ever be, ever be, ever be. All right, let's go. Let's go here. I'll get the mic. Oh, I'm going to have to. Sorry. Oh, my fat's hit the keyboard. Oh, don't bring that keyboard out with us. Leave it here in the No, I'm not. I was just, I was hitting it with my fat. Oh, look, these flames are so beautiful. You guys did such a great job. Oh, those do look good. I did bring my dinger so I could ding. Oh, oh that no, I don't leave home without that anymore. No, it's All it's right. more important than the American Express card even. Here, sit, sit down right there, dear. I have a nice nice <laughs> set for you there. Oh, there's oh thank a you. Hello for you, boy. Oh, all right. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, it is sorry. Whew, it is warm out here. It is. It's, I really it's a feel wonderful the... idea I had to turn the heat up, dear, so we felt like we're in front of a roaring fire. Oh, yes. Very warm. Very true to life, Sugar Lump. Bravo. Ooh, this is going to be like strip ghost stories. We have to take off clothing. I'm so hot. Ooh, okay. Are, are you ready? Who's going who's gonna to start out the ghost stories? While you were looking the other way just a minute ago in the booth, I flipped a space coin and you were chosen to start us out. Me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to tell you because you were busy thinking about something else while I flipped that coin. Okay, well. Um, <laughs> if the coin decided, boy, <laughs> I think that's what you should do. Yeah, that's what, that's what we have to do. We have to follow the rules. Oh, yes. Okay. That's Sorry. proper etiquette, boy. I'm ready. Here we go. <clears throat> I hope everybody's ready for a scary story. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm oh, glad we got Crockpot to take the children into the stockroom. I'd know they'd have nightmares hearing these oh, yeah. stories. These are not for children. Okay. <clears throat> Kids, They're... leave the room. Kendall's story's about to get dirty <laughs> and scary. <laughs> not dirty it's just spooky. just too terrifying all right there was a woman who lived in a remote village in the countryside every evening she took her dog for a walk in the forest one evening they strayed off the path and came to an area that was completely unfamiliar to her from a distance she saw the ruins of a stone wall and there was something green on it and she walked closer to the wall. She was able to make out message written in a ghastly green layer of glowing slime. And it read, Do not go to the magic castle at night. <clears throat> she had heard rumors about a magic castle in the forest. The villagers told scary stories about the castle and claimed that it was haunted. The woman was very... Is this the club, the magic castle? No, it's a magic castle in the forest. Oh, it's a real castle. I do castle. like the ring of it. Yes, a real castle. Okay. So shortly before midnight, the woman arrived at the clearing in the woods in front, of, in front of and stood in front of the magic castle. It looked old, 
Uninhabited and dilapidated, and even from the outside it smelled of damp mold and rotting wood. On the door there was another message in green slimy letters that said, Do not enter. (gasps) Well, of course she reached out and touched the front door, and it opened with a loud and ominous creak. Then the woman walked into the hallway, and on the floor she saw a painting of a gruesome red skull. Beside it, in slimy green letters, was the message, Do not go one step further. The woman was overcome by curiosity and paid no attention to the warning. Just crazy. She just kept right on walking until she came to a staircase that led up to the next level. And on the bottom step, there was another warning sign written in the same slimy letters. It said, Do not go up the stairs. Well, she went up the stairs. The wood creaked. She came to a door that said, Do not open this door. But of course, with every warning, she continued further. She went into the door, and in it, there was a coffin. And it said, Do not open this coffin. Well, the woman wondered what could be in the coffin, and slowly she pushed the heavy lid of the coffin to the side, and filled with excitement and dread, she looked inside and saw herself. She had died many years before and had forgotten, and she continued to make this journey over and over through the forest to the magic castle. (laughs) Well, it's really her own fault for disobeying all of those signs. You can't say she wasn't warned. Just do think you know the word, and it comes from little signs that they would put up to say, "Don't do this" or "Don't do that," dear. And <laughs> little tickets, right? Yes, dear. They should. She should have followed the etiquette. <laughs> Literally, but she didn't. Literally or figuratively, and there you go. Fair point. All right, who's next? You just raise your hand. Oh, Mr. Snowbomb raised his hand, so he wants to go next. All right. Okay, I wasn't ready. Okay, dear, you go ahead. Oh, well, everyone, I've got a, a true life ghost story oh, that my Uncle Pepperoni told me when I was but a boy back in Busseltown. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> that, uh, I'm scared already at the outset. <laughs> it's a true story. Oh, all right, boys, settle down. Well, my Uncle Pepperoni, he had an Uncle Marzipan and an aunt named Manicotti. And one day, Uncle Marzipan came home and found Aunt Manicotti dead there in the house. She was laying dead on the floor, boys. Oh, 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 terrible news. And my Uncle Pepperoni, (laughs) he told me what happened next. After Aunt Manicotti was dead and buried in the ground, Uncle Marzipan, he would wake up every morning and find that his goat had already been milked and there would be a fresh bucket full of goat milk there on the doorstep every morning. And there was simply no other explanation except to say that, oh, my Uncle Pepperoni's dearly departed aunt had been coming back as a ghost every night and milking the goat. Ho, 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 ho. True story, boys. Oh, dear. Wasn't that a wonderful ghost story? Oh, it's not over yet, dear. Oh, goodness, dear. What a wonderful thing to say. I'm so excited. I can't imagine what could possibly happen next. Well, it seems after several years of living a widower's life, my uncle's uncle got remarried to a barmaid there in town. And as they opened the door the morning after their wedding night, yeah, my uncle's uncle, he was, of course, expecting to find a bucket full of fresh goat's milk. Oh, ho, ho. but instead, oh, ho, ho, the goat had been slaughtered there on the porch, and there was no. never a goat to milk again. Oh, ho, ho. Oh, she that was, was terrible. Very sounds like she was <clears throat> jealous from beyond the grave. Yeah, that 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 was a ghost story that just kept getting worse and worse. Worse like our show has over the years. <laughs> oh. Ouch. <laughs> oh dear. May I tell the next the next story here? Oh, it's up to you, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. Oh, well dear, if it's up to me, I say I shall. <laughs> oh, you go ahead, it's your turn. 
Okay, dear. Well, dear, there's a story told about a couple that they're returning home from a trip to New England. <laughs> they are driving home in a carriage, and they were somewhere near Spiegelton when a light failed and they knew they would have to seek shelter for the night. Is that a wonderful beginning? <laughs> that is. It makes me think, is it any way related to that Reba song? Uh, when, when whoever's in New England's through with you. You know, Reba, from, that's one of her 80s hits. There's a chance she heard this ghost story once and it inspired her to write that song. That's, that's a that's, good point. Okay. So, anyway, the husband, uh, he spied a light through the trees and he turned their horse into a small lane leading up to a hill. A pleasant little house stood at the crest and an old man and his wife met the couple at the door. They were they were in their night clothes and they were obviously about to turn in for the night. But you know they had wonderful etiquette and they welcomed the travelers in and offered them a room. Isn't that wonderful, Daphne? That they would have such hospitality. Oh, I love to hear of acts of kindness like that girl. Oh, warms my heart. Oh, it just gets better, dear. The old woman she bustled about making tea and offered some fresh baked cakes. Oh, and then the travelers they were shown to their rooms and the husband he wanted to pay the old couple for their lodgings. But you know, dear, they would never accept that money. <laughs> they were just too wonderful, dear. They had such great etiquette, and they said no. It was a small service to their fellow travelers. <laughs> wonderful. So the travelers, dear, they awoke early, and they tiptoed out of the house, leaving a shiny 50-cent coin in the center of the kitchen table. See, they did not honor their suggestion of not paying them, so that was pro improper etiquette, dear, I must say. But they, they couldn't go without paying the 50-cent piece, dear. So the husband, he hitched up the horse, and they went a few miles before they broke their fast and stopped at a little restaurant in Spiegeltown. So the husband, he mentioned the nice old couple to the owner of the restaurant, and the man, he turned bright white pale, dear. He said, where did you say that house was? And the husband described the location in great detail. He said, you must be mistaken. That house was destroyed three years ago by a fire that killed the Brown family. <laughs> oh, goodness dear, well, you know the husband. He said, I don't believe that. Mr. and Mrs. Brown was alive last night and we spoke to them. Well, after debating a few more minutes, the couple and the restaurant owner decided to drive the carriage back out to town towards the old Brown place. They turned into the lane, which that was overgrown with weeds, and climbed the hill to the crest. And they found a burned-out shell of a house that had obviously not sheltered anyone for a very long time. <laughs> I must have missed the track, said the husband. And then his wife gave a terrified scream and fainted into his arms. As he caught her, the husband looked to the ruin and he saw a burnt table with a shiny 50-cent piece lying in the middle. Oh, dear. Isn't that terrifying? Oh, very scary, sugar lump. Oh, oh. oh gosh, that was... Scared the heck out of me. Um, very scary. All right. Well, I've got I've got one for everybody, and I think you'll agree. It's like none you've ever heard before. All right. I'm sweating with fear, but I got to say this butter is amazing. You did a wonderful job on that. We have not mentioned it. I know. It is good. It is good. The popcorn and the butter is good. I am sweating. I don't think it's from fear. I think it might be from the thermostat being raised so high. A little bit of both. But, bit but, of both. but. But, At any rate, um, you know, luckily we have these napkins, so I'm just going to wipe the sweat from my forehead here, and we'll get going. All right. Once upon a stormy night, this story takes place in Busheltown, 35 years ago. Do I remember that, dear? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, well. It concerns a woman from out of town, from Smackover, and her name was Tina. And she came to Busheltown to see her friend Angela, whom she had gone to summer camp with years before. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, so, so, Terry Ghost. Terrible. It's a good uh, please, exactly. So anyway, Tina was there to visit Angela, and she went to her, you know, hip downtown Busheltown apartment. And Angela was going through like a real depressed phase, and she was wearing a lot of like kitten sweaters. And all she wanted to do was stay home and you know watch the religious network on TV, and that's just how she was working through her depression. God. But Tina, she's like, "Come on, Angela." 
I came to visit, let's have fun, let's go out like we used to. Back in the good old days, not as old as the summer camp, but like when we were teenagers and we would go out and that was fun. Let's go do that again, Angela. But Angela is so depressed, she just wanted to watch the Religious Network and buy a new kitten sweater from a kitten sweater catalog. So Tina said, oh, bless her. I know it's sad. So, but anyway, uh, Tina said, well, I'm going to go out anyway. You know, I'll be back later. I'm going to go out and boogie and try to do some fun stuff. So Tina went out downtown Busheltown and she walked up and down looking for, for some fun place to go. And eventually way out at the end of Shovel Street, just beyond the sardine factory, she found the disco. It was called disco dicks and it was a disco and so she said well good i've been looking to boogie and here's a place so she went into disco dicks and luckily she had on some big chunky heels and they were dancing dancing there were lots of fun hip guys there and they had one of those floors like in flash beagle the charlie brown cartoon it lights up different colors different tiles you know like that floor you know what i'm talking about candle yeah like the led floor yeah yeah yeah, that one. I don't know if it was LED back then. It must have well, been. Well, back then, no. It was incandescent, but yes. Thank you. It was incandescent. It was an incandescent floor, everybody. It lit up in different colors, in different squares. And Tina was just having the time of her life. And she, you know, went home much later that night, back to Angela's. And Angela was, you know, she was asleep there in the recliner in front of the TV with the religious channel playing. And Angela said, oh, where did you go, Tina? Because she woke up. That's why she went, whoa, when Tina came in the door. And she said, well, where'd you go? And Tina said, well, I had the best time. I was boogieing, doing the disco duck at Disco Dicks down the end out, you know, way past out on the end of Shovel Street. And Angela, she looked pale and ashen. She said, Disco Dicks? Disco Dicks? And uh, Tina's like, well, yeah, I was boogieing. She started showing her some of her moves. And, and Angela said, no, Tina, Disco Dicks is gone. It has been, it's been not even just closed. It burned down seven years ago. They wrote that song, Disco Inferno, about it. Because it, it burned, baby, burn. It burned all the way down, killed everybody in there on this one night seven years before and Tina was like no 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 I was just there I was just boogieing so Angela finally got up out of the recliner and said we're gonna get to the bottom of this they got in Angela's car and they drove down into Shovel Street out past the sardine factory oh lo and behold what did they find an empty shell burnt out with some old disco pants singed there in the rubble. And it was Disco Dicks, which had burned down in a disco inferno years before. And Tina, she just stood up and then she fainted and died of fright there in Disco Dicks' parking lot, Kendall. Dead. Oh, oh, oh. Terrifying oh, Very oh, oh, oh. They say Disco's dead, but it's not. Tina's dead. <laughs> it's, uh, it's still alive. Still keep it alive. What, what was the one? Stay alive. Stay alive. Stay alive. That's what we're doing. What a satisfying round. I think I'm going to have a heat stories. stroke. I think I'm having heat stroke. Uh, <laughs> Kendall, let's go. Let's go is, can we put this fire out and turn and turn down the thermostat? Yeah, let's and, douse the flames. Oh, dear, that's okay. I'll turn. I'll turn it down now. Okay, let's, let's go over here. Oh, dear, it looks like someone's standing in the hallway. Did you see that? Oh, well, that's oh. not Charles the contractor. I thought he that was him. I thought he was no, he was himself. out back. Oh, well, he's doing that out back. Oh, oh dear, are you? Hello, dear. Are you someone that... Can we help you? Oh, dear. Uh, okay, it just disappeared. What's oh, the most terrifying dear? Oh, oh, my bowels. I don't know what's going on. I think it's oh. the butter churn. I think we need to get rid of the butter churn. Y'all get rid oh, of dear, this butter churn. Oh, but it, it's such a wonderful heirloom. 
No, I think it is haunted. I thought that sounded as stupid as could be, but now I'm convinced. And so you guys get rid of this. We're going to go Charles back into the booth. Outside. Charles, we need you to take this butter churn outside. All right, and Kendall, let's get our stuff. We're going to go back to the booth. Oh, I just... Oh, yeah, I just hope the legend isn't true and the terrible things don't happen if we take this out. The legend isn't true. The legend? Oh, sorry, hold on. Let me get my dinger. Oh, don't push so hard. I'm, I'm going as fast as I can. Oh. Kendall, nobody's pushing you. What? You just pushed me no, into the Kendall. keyboard. If I push you, you're going to feel it. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Kendall, quit dinging my dinger. Was, why I'm not dinging, dinging your dinger. dinger. I'm oh. over here trying to get set up. I don't and that stupid cliff, boy. that's what it is. It's stupid. Boy, 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 is it stupid. It's time for some stupid questions. All right, if you insist. <laughs> All right, Cliff. Whew. I've got some stupid questions for you. Sorry that I, I really got overheated out there. You look just terrible. Thanks. Uh, aside from any family, friends, or pets, what would be the most difficult thing for you to give up in your life if you were to die and become a ghost? <laughs> become a ghost. Eating. Eating. Good answer. Survey says, number one on the board. All right, Cliff. Of all the movie characters you have seen, which one do you believe is the most like you? Uncle Fester. <laughs> Uncle Fester. You make a light bulb light up stick in your mouth? Well, not in my mouth. If you, or if snow, could fall in any flavor, what flavor would you choose it to fall in? Plain. Plain. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds like my answer. <laughs> that was for you. I was, that was, I was, I was thinking of you with that one. That's all the time we have for stupid questions. <laughs> oh, Cliff, I'm glad that butter churn is gone. It was really giving me the heebie-jeebie-jeebie-jeebie-jeebie-jeebie-jeebie. It was giving me the same thing, Kendall. And so I'm glad that it's gone too. And I'm just happy that we're here in the store on Fizzy 111 and. Things are going great. You know, I love... Don't you just love the Falkland Islands living here? Fizzy 111? I do. It's it's really become a home. It's felt like, you know, felt, felt like some place that we could really put down our roots during all this crazy time. I know. I really thought, you know, I thought, well, it's just a sort of a a way station, if you will. For Not that I'm going to weigh myself anytime soon. I'm not. But <laughs> it's sort of a way... Just a place to stop for a while on the ride tour but now i could just see living here i could see living here at fizzy 111 forever yeah and that's just a metaphor for life this is just a way station until the next <laughs> until, <laughs> until you, the next thing till the great dirt nap exactly cliff exactly. um do you want to help some people i would love nothing i'm so glad to hear that because that's what i want to do it's time to I'm help some people. I'm so at peace here <laughs> on Fizzy 111 that I feel I can really dedicate my life to helping people now. Exactly. It's time to get to the real meat and, and potatoes of everything. you got questions. We've got answers. Dear Cliff and Kendall. All right, Cliff, do you want to start us out? I do. Time? I've got a letter right here. All right. Grab it. Grab that letter. Read Grab it out loud. Down. All right. Help that person. Here we go. Make your mama proud. Okay. <laughs> oh, it says, Dear Cliff and Kendall, I work in an office that's made up of cubicles, so there is little privacy. And after two years at this job, I have, for the most part, learned to block out background noise. However, my coworker, Gina, who sits in the cubicle next to mine, talks to herself constantly. <laughs> This woman provides me with a running diatribe of every single task she does all day long. Hit enter, file save, open new file, delete, etc. <laughs> Kendall and Cliff, her monologue goes on and on and on, and it is just extremely distracting and annoying. I have talked to my bosses more than once about it, and they've talked to Gina, but she still continues to do it. Kendall and Cliff, I feel like I'm not so slowly going completely insane and now that i'm pregnant 
My nerves are even more on edge, and I'm worried that my baby will go crazy too. Her constant verbalizing has become too much to bear. What's the answer, Cliff and Kendall? That sign going bonkers in Busheltown. <gasps> Kendall, solve their problem. Answer is murder, of course. No, no I'm kidding. It's not murder. So, answer's love. Here's what you guys do. Move to the Falklands. You know, I think it's, no, I think it's time, you know, that we as a world have gone through this whole COVID thing. It's time that we're just nice to each other. It's time to go up to them and say, hey, I'm sorry. I have this thing. I can't really focus. Uh, I have a hard time focusing during the day. And when when you say things out loud, I, I get distracted and I, it's, I just, I'm so sorry. Do you, do you mind not doing that so we I can just have a children. better time focusing? In that, isn't that the best way? We want a better place, so let's start living. And there's us to make it. Living our own life. It's true to make a better day. Beautiful, Kendall. Just beautiful. Beautiful. Whatever oh, you said, time. it was great. Helping them. Helping Help them left em. and right. Help. All right, here we go. Dear <clears throat> Cliff and Kendall, as a way to manage my stress and anxiety, uh, I started to exercise. Neither my husband, Chris, nor I had ever been into fitness at all. Uh, as the months have gone on, I have realized the power of being healthy, and I try to exercise every day. The problem? Chris is angry. He calls it, quote, me time, and has made it very difficult for me to go. I tried swimming in the morning before work, but he said he couldn't manage at home to get our two-year-old ready for school. I tried to go to the gym in the early evening, but <sighs> ugh, but he belched in my face and said he needs me to get the children ready to go to bed. I tried running later at night, but it did, he said it, he didn't feel safe with me running, and I also had trouble uh, falling asleep. Dear Cliff and Kendall, I don't know what to do. Last night he told me I am selfish and I should just move out. Can you help me? That sign, keeping my sanity. Move out. Move out and leave him move and out. run, run, run. I'm moving out. There you go. Yeah. All right. Helped. Helped them all. Helped. Put that in the helped pile, Kendall. Put it over there. Oh, what a big help pile. Oh no! What, what? What? There's some sort of kerfuffle going on at the door over there, at the front Ooh. door of the store. Uh, do we have a big uh, surge on butter? Uh, who are those people? They've got, they look official somehow. Ooh. Well, it says immigration on his on his jacket. Is that? Oh man, I need glasses. Uh, almost forty. I can't read that from this far away. <laughs> I, th- I thought it said something else. Good. Oh, boys, we've got, oh, 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 no. What what is it? These people from the Falkland Islands Immigration Group, oh, no, they need to see all of our passports and green cards and paperwork at once. Oh, well. Did did you tell him mine was in a kangaroo in Australia? Oh, yeah, Kendall Kendall lost his. He just totally screwed up and lost it. No, oh. What, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn? What, what, what will they do to Kendall well, if, here, if he doesn't here, have his? I'm sorry, I was I was talking to the to the the very unhelpful man over there. He said that it, we would have to deport him back to America, dear. Oh God, America! <laughs> oh no! Well, why, why can't they deport us some, somewhere else? Well, that's oh dear. He said they're the only place that would take you, dear. Oh no! Uh, well, what are we gonna do, Kendall? What what? What can what can well, what we about- do as the rest of us since the rest of us held on to our passports and stuff? What can, what can we do? What what will we do, Kendall? Oh, dear, this is a terrible conundrum. Oh, what oh, shall we do? What shall uh, we do with the ride to? Oh, 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 I don't know. Oh my bowels. Oh my, they're well, very What am I going to do? Oh no, I, we're all confused. I don't know, Kendall. What's oh? We got lists. Oh, are we? Hold on, are we still rolling? We, I'm sorry, we gotta, we're gonna have to go. This, we got to figure this out. I don't know, Kendall. I, I, I just don't. Oh, 
hell. <laughs>